Can't wait. Who are you off to? I'm going. What, another ring? Home. Home? Yeah, right. <laughs> your dreams. It's true. No, no way. She's just being transferred, probably for her own safety. Shut up. What about your sentence? I thought you got three years. I'm out on emergency bail. They rejected your appeal. Apparently not. <laughs> nah, this doesn't happen. It's a mistake. Well, Toadie doesn't make mistakes like that. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Let's get the neighbors. Hi, welcome to Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast. All right, guys, it's CJ here, CJ the Hot Mess Mum, and I've got Kate. Hi, everybody, it's Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. And we're Veilus. I know. This has never, ever happened before, CJ. It's such a weird concept because. Vaya is many things to us, but she's quite an anchor for the podcast. Definitely. We know where the ship's going. Well, you know what? We are the ships and she is the lighthouse. Yeah. We are missing our lighthouse right here. We are. And Asta's got many lighthouses, but we've only got one. <laughs> so, yeah, please, please bear with us. Yeah. Dear well, listener. actually, Asta's only got one lighthouse now, doesn't she? Because Finn was one and he's dead. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. So B and Vale, they're our lighthouses. So the podcast will sound different for a few weeks, months. We don't know how long. <laughs> um, but what's not different is we are actually recording, looking at each other for the first time in two and a half months maybe. Yeah, it was mid-March. I think we last got together in person. Yeah, yeah. Far out. So that's going back to how it used to be. It was, it was back when Finn was alive. We yeah. lost each other. I think I don't even think no Finn's memory. The last time we recorded in person was Endgame times. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so things are going to sound a little bit different because we're recording without Vaya. Um, we're going to call on some of the neighbours council to send us some voice memos. So if you get a message, please send one back. <laughs> Or at least send them to us unsolicited. Yes. Um, so I have the, the login for the Gmail. So pod at Gmail. So send us um, anything that you have thoughts about um, from the week of Neighbours or anything Neighbours related. We're going to start with the business, I guess. The business, again. The first thing, Bea actually reached out to me yesterday and asked me to... Just do a little shout out and a thank you to Joe Cummins. She put a lovely post about um, just thanking us for continuing on with the podcast in COVID, but also in end of pregnancy times for Vaya. Um, so, look, it's been it, this has been the best part of my week. Neighbours usually is the best part of my week. Recording it anyway, it's a bit of fun, and it has been really lovely to, um, you know just chat with the ladies and hear everybody's feedback so thank you very much for that joe yeah and just and thank you to everyone that just comes across the comes and you know partakes on the council and all those episode threads and everything it's just it's it's really great and um it's just a wonderful part of a community to be in and everyone's really nice like we are the only group on the internet that isn't full of drama i think 
and it's because all the drama's happening on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of drama, though, actually, another bit of business for me is that the continuing saga of peanut butter sp- sponcon really? happened this week as well. Now, I don't, I don't think I really picked up on this. What happened? Well, like, do you remember, I don't know, a few weeks back, um, the camera in the Rebecca house just lingered on a jar of sanitarium peanut butter, like for uncomfortably long amount of time. Yes. Yes, I do. And I was like, I remember I picked it up the time going, hang on, but that's not even the brand people normally buy. It's not like your bog standard peanut butter. And also it's, it's like run by a religious com- company that doesn't pay tax. So I'm like, anyway. Then apropos of nothing this week, um, Mackenzie's like putting away groceries in the Rebecca house and she goes, oh, you bought my favourite peanut butter. And she just like whisks it into the cupboard. Now, this time they didn't show the label, but they showed the lid. And I did rewind to look at it again. And I double checked online and it was a blue lid, which is the sanitarium one. So there you go. There's a bit of um, undisclosed spawn con. So we reckon that's what it – because actually I think when they mentioned peanut butter this week – my ears pricked up, but I didn't. I didn't go mm. into as much depth as you. But I wondered, like, is there a peanut butter storyline happening? Mm. Are they trying? Unless someone's going to have anaphylaxis or something. But, yeah. I mean, that's where I thought it may lead to at the start. But I don't know. Maybe is this just another way of paying the bills? I mean, look, who can blame them? Um, look, I'd be happy to take Sponcom. Well, they is not steering the ship. We could take Sponcom for anything. Um, I think tonight our podcast is sponsored by Glen 20, Dettol Wipes and Aquium Gel, antibacterial hand gel. I think that means it's, it's actually sponsored by alcohol. <laughs> See, last week, um, Andrea having the snack offs. I believe that. I believe that's what you have. You have your Povo biscuits in prison. Yes, I'm sure. That's a reason I'm sure why you do. Mackenzie having a favourite brand of like weird peanut butter and it's the same one that they, they had a few weeks back anyway. So like why is she suddenly delighted that they've got them when they were having that brand anyway? But also if you want to be a human rights lawyer, maybe you should look into who owns your favourite peanut butter. Oh, well, hey, look, she's not going to be a tax lawyer. That's no, the thing. No. She's not going to be like old mate Jared Toadfish Rebecca. No, I mean he just does wills and conveyancing, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. Um, we want to welcome a new patron, Edwin. Thank you for coming on at the Therese level, Therese level. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Edwin. Also, can we thank Elaine for joining the council? Elaine listens to the podcast in my car after I've dropped the kids at school. Since I haven't done that for a while, I haven't been able to listen to the podcast on a regular basis. So that's super sad, but also happy to have you in the council. Yeah. And also maybe your kids are going back to school soon. I don't know where in the world you are. But I hope they do so yeah. that you can listen to this when we're shouting you out. <laughs> this is business. It's not personal. So last week, drama aplenty, but Monday and Tuesday sort of capped that off. Yeah. What happened? So last week, obviously, Sean defrosted back at the airport. And Monday starts off with... Um, Sean holding baby Aster. It was very cute. She's mm-hmm. like rubbing his like stubble on his chin. And I was like, oh, I could almost believe that she's your child. That's very sweet. Um, and so Sean's, you know, back reuniting with his, well, meeting his daughter. And old mate Claudia is down at the Erinsborough police station um, getting questioned. 
and she's not really aware of what's going down in that questioning. No. She she's saying things like, "I've got to go." Like, do I really need to be in this conversation? And then the cop just, who by the way is no detective or anything, they've just thrown whoever's doing the traffic lights today to do this questioning. Whatever, thanks, Erinsborough Police. Um, he starts throwing questions like, "Vaya's friend from karaoke says mm. that." He burnt everything down for you, and she's like, "Uh, what?" She's like, "Um, yeah, I might uh see my lawyer now." So she gives her lawyer a call, who we know is her family lawyer. Yes, comes down. She's not a criminal lawyer. Look, I mean, she's it, a criminal it, lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. Look, Sam, obviously quite competent. She's you know bent as anything mm. so look I, look I feel much more confident that Sam could set up my problems than Toadie um but Sam basically tells Claudia no nah, you've got to admit to all of this I can't help you here you had a chance to get away mm. um you should have used that that's what she said uh, basically she's like you should have dumped your grandchild on Sean yeah and you know because that's his child it's yep. not, you know and just got back on that plane yeah she I mean she is an idiot she should have done that because she's She's stuffed anyway. She could, at least she could have a life of freedom. Yeah. I mean, what happens in Switzerland? Do they send you back? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really should have Googled Switzerland's legal system, but there's other places she could go to. True. She owns a plane. Yeah. That costs billions of dollars. <laughs> so why not? She could go anywhere within See, a 14-hour yeah. radius, right? Yeah. And also, um, turns out that Dirty Judge Vadge admitted that he was being blackmailed as well. Yeah. And so very quickly... In, a, in only a way that neighbours could, everything is wrapped up very, very quickly. Last week we end and everything's still sort of up in the air. Sean's come back. But by the end of Tuesday, everything's in a neat yeah, bow pretty families. much. We're back to like um, stories about, you know. Boobs. And, boobs and love interests and that sort of thing. Now, this whole thing, you know, like on Friday – Suze didn't even, like, you know, did all this driving, didn't bother to keep Carl up to date with what the hell was going down. Mm. And, you know, and he's, he's quite miffed about that, that she didn't bother ringing him. And she's like, oh, I needed to keep the line open. But it's like, um, B was sitting right beside you. She could have texted Carl on her phone and that's not going to prevent a phone call. Yeah. Actually, Carl and Susan broke my heart the whole week because they have been through so much. You mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago, they must have gone through so much therapy. They must really know their... Weak points. Yeah, weak points. They're how to um, problem solve together. They must really know this stuff. And also, aside from all the therapy, they've been married a really long mm. time. They know each other really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surely, don't you get to a point where you're like, you really can't disappoint me anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, I, th- that, this is who you are. I just have to learn to live with this. Yeah. Look, I've been with my husband 20 years and I'm about there. I said, well, okay, fine. This it's easier is just, just to continue like this. Yeah. You're fine the way you are. <laughs> exactly. But look, hey, if there's one bit of advice I've got from the internet and that's that you, um, yeah, you just can't change somebody. No, no. Susan's not going to change her husband. And the husband, Carl, is not going to change her. Yeah. So they have been breaking my heart because I just think if you guys are going to fall apart over this and you didn't fall apart about all those other terrible things that have happened – it, I don't know, it feels like a massive mm. letdown, doesn't it? So Carl's really annoyed and I don't blame him. Well, because he, he was um, hanging out with 
uh, Dee and Toadie. And Toadie's like keeping him up to date on what's going on with the machinations behind the scenes. Like Darren turn up saying, oh, we're just going to get some things for Asta. That's like, what? What are you talking about? Imagine how triggering that was for Carl because that baby's been taken from them already. From his bosom. Yeah. And Carl was, I don't know, the main caregiver as far as I was yeah. concerned. And um, Dr. Naka and Aaron come in. They're getting stuff for Asta. So Carl finds out that Sean's alive, runs down to the police station where they're all at. Um, Claudia's being questioned. Happy reunion with Carl and Sean. He's thrilled to see Sean. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God. Things are going very badly, Sean. Um, and I noticed that very early on, Dr. Naka and Carl are really knowing with their looks. They're like, oh, this is going to be really hard for Sean to deal with. Mm. Now, we talked about this on the podcast last week. He's come out of months in this cabin on all his spam and then got on an international flight. But you know what? All of the other people, and I really hope you've got a theory about this. So, Mm. like your, you know, your rings of grief, Mm. like – all of the other people that he's come to, he needs love and support, but there's no one left to give it to him. No, no. And but Carl and Dr. Naka know this because they're medical professionals. Esque for Carl, I guess. Um, and they're really worried about him. I don't know if just personally being worried about him is the best course of action, or whether they should be, you know, taking him to see someone. That's not. Well, what was interesting because when um, who was it? It was Suze, B, and Toadie went off to go and get Ellie out of prison, mm-hmm. and so then Sean's debriefing with Darren at the Kennedys' dining table, and I thought, oh, maybe that's maybe these are people that he could kind of lean on mm. and express his grief to, um, because obviously, Suze, B, and Ellie were all victims of Finns, weren't they? Yes, and so they've they've got to work through all their issues and anger mm. and betrayal at Finn, um, they've got to work through that themselves and they, they can't provide sympathy to Sean for that, can they? Like really, he, he needs to find somebody external that wasn't directly affected by Finn. He, he does, yeah. And Dr. Naka, he wasn't a victim but he was a little bit maybe too involved with Finn to be his and person. He, he was he was betrayed a bit but it, it's I think it's healthier to look outside the Kennedy circle for support. I totally agree. And they have been sort of double victimed from Claudia. Yes. They're the same group of the people. They were down. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think Ali, Ali herself is probably more angry at Claudia than Finn. Yeah. Claudia... Finn seems very mentally – seemed very mentally unwell, whereas Claudia – It's more calculating. Yeah. yeah. So, so Toadie comes up and he's got news, right? And they go and get Ellie from the prison. What's happening at the prison? So the f- fight between Patrice and Ellie still hasn't happened yet, but the money's still coming in for um, Andrea and she's – and Ellie's trying to say to her, well, look, you know, I don't want to do this. And Andrea's all like, well, you've got to get in with the first punch. <laughs> Um, and so it ends up that they're in the, the, the common room at the prison and, um, you know, she's still trying to get out of the fight saying, oh, this is stupid. And then Patrice is all like, are you calling me stupid? And it's mm. like, well, possibly, but still. Anyway, she grabs a shiv and so they're circling around each other. Patrice knocks her to the ground. And then what happens? So 
the prison guard comes in. Andrea does her solid, knocks that shiv right out of her hand and it lands under a couch. Andrea Andrea would have had her eyes that. She's like, I'm going to collect that in about two minutes. Yeah. So I'm thinking, where is that going? Because there is no way that we're never seeing that shiv again. Chekhov's shiv. Mm. So, but also she does her a massive solid because if she had been caught with that shiv, she wouldn't be going home. Not that... Not that Andrew yeah. would have ever thought that. But did you see that Ellie had learned the, the, the prison way of life when she's just like, oh, I slipped. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, good on you, Ellie. Finally learning a bit of prison etiquette. Yeah. She's not, she's not a good chameleon, Ellie. It took her too long. No. Um, so the prison guard comes in and says the governor wants to see you, which I don't think is ever said in a positive way. <laughs> No. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Allie goes off and it is like at this point a dream sequence. I, it, oh, yeah. It just, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like she was in the original Prisoner season, just walking. And so, and this is where Ellie utters her immortal line, Toadie doesn't make mistakes. Like that. <laughs> and then I'm thinking of all the mistakes that Toadie's made in the last, I don't know, year. Yeah. Two years. Andrea is one of them. To start off with, (laughs) I know he was sexually assaulted, but, you know, he had some agency in it, right? Yes. And um, just all of the millions of things that Tody has done wrong in his legal work. Oh, horrific. Um, But for Ellie, like, I mean, that's just blind faith, isn't it? Mm. No, Tody doesn't make mistakes like that. You fool. I mean, whoever wrote that line must have just been sitting there on their computer laughing to themselves, (laughs) thinking, oh, the fans will love this one. Right. And so what's the first thing that Ellie does when she gets out of prison? So she gets out of prison and she gets back in her court clothes because that's what's obviously waiting for her, Um, her high neck top, which I'm sure you'll bring up later. She goes, Carl and, sorry, Susan and B and Toadie are there to pick her up and they go straight down to the police station to see Claudia. Yeah, just so she can have some final words with Claudia. What? I don't know if you can take visitors when you're just being questioned. Oh, look, it's, look, it's another dark day for Erinsborough Police. But I was just like, hang on, her top priority was to confront Claudia before seeing her baby? Yeah. Or her baby daddy who'd been presumed dead Oh, look, to be honest, he, he, he would be low on my priority list. It was, it was like a barely a relationship. But your baby, this, what is wrong with you, Eleanor, Leanna, Rose Conway? Yeah. Anyway, the perfect blend replied to my tweet and said, one, confront Claudia. Two, happy hour at the waterhole. Three, see Asta. (laughs) I mean, but it was a little bit satisfying. You know what line I love the most? So she goes down there and she's very cold with her. It's like, it was like Allie channeling like. I felt like she was channeling her high school years and was just like putting back on her mean girl, you know, top dog persona from high school and she's like oh what's the most cutting put down I can give you it's like I pity you oh totally and she because she's just been in the prison where she was not top dog at all and she role reversal for Ellie she didn't know how to manage that see Claudia goes to prison Claudia is rich as hell she's gonna lead an easy life in prison oh yeah she's gonna have all her minions who she'll be like all right yeah I'll just put 50 bucks in your account on the outside don't worry about it yep yeah Oh, she'll have Sean running down to that prison every 15 minutes to put money in people's accounts. Mm. Sean will probably marry a few women in there just to keep them Andrea. happy. Yeah. Oh, man. How terrifying would that be? Another another baby. That would be Asta's half-sister or 
Oh my god, Asta's half sister and baby Hugo's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh tangled what web. A, yeah. So she says to Claudia, "You're never going to see Asta again," which I can understand, but also Sean might not agree with that, and we don't really know what will happen there. Oh, I don't know. Um, surely that you know she's tried to kidnap Asta. Surely that she'd be able to get some sort of um restraining order or a protection order for Asta probably um but she might be in prison for a few years and after that's over it might not be something that's relevant to the courts Mm. I don't know it'll be I don't know to be honest I'm not sure whether we're really going to hear much about Claudia like after Ali leaves the show which we know is happening yes soon (laughs) um but it would be interesting to follow up with Claudia in prison when we have our neighbours prison spin off, that's yeah, yeah, it's gonna be some great characters. You remember on Prisoner how there'd be someone who was wealthy on yeah. the show every now and then, they'd have their own room, they'd bring in their fur coat, yeah, they would, and um, and they'd often get like a good prison job too, yeah, yeah, an easy one, yeah. yeah, um, which they would generally misuse for mm. whatever reason, yeah, yeah, steal some letterhead, yeah, Ned, Ned style, yeah, oh, Ned, um, oh, but the, then the best thing that happened. I thought down at the police station was Sam and Toadie had a confrontation. You're a disgrace to the profession. I'd put my win-loss record against yours any day of the week. Yeah, it's easy to win when you blackmail the judge, Sam. Yeah, win-loss record. How great's that? Another yeah. bit of great shade from Sam. It was excellent shade. So it looks like, yeah, much like kind of lawyer X, Sam's getting away with being bent. Yeah, So she, but she no longer has a judge in her pocket. So yeah. she maybe her win-loss ratio will suffer a bit now. <laughs> Let's just get a point of view from Legal Eagle back. Oh, wow. Neighbours, friends, neighbours, ladies. What a week. Look, uh, as usual, I, I weep for the legal profession. I weep for the people of Erinsborough. Um, between Toadie somehow bumbling his way through uh, Judge Vag. I'm with you, babe. That's 100% his name. Um, and somehow managing to get Ellie out on bail through no skill of his own um, to Samantha Fitzgerald, the dodgiest lawyer this side of, well, Toadie, quite frankly. Um, she'll be struck off if she's not lucky. Look, they need someone good. I think it's time to bring back Carmella. Um, I think the people need some help and support. Toadie needs a holiday. Uh, Ellie's out of jail. And might I add, looking spectacular. I don't know who did her hair and makeup, but she looked great when she got out. Um, loving her back, loving Sean back, weirdly. It's a strange thing to say. And most of all, I've discovered my spirit animal, uh, Naomi Canning, and I would like to be her when I grow up. So uh, another great week in Erinsborough, guys. Let's wait and see what Toadie stuff's up next week. So Ali finally gets home to see her baby. Yeah, and she clutches her to her chest which she's still wearing that high neck top i'm like just look if it was my baby i'd just rip my shirt open and have my baby snuffle into my neck and yeah yeah ellie she's a, she's a strange one now didn't she say in the episode that they've weaned ellie because it's a bit sad it is a bit sad um so claudia put her onto formula and didn't get her pumped milk so that's sad for ellie. yeah but that said ellie said that she's not producing as much milk which you know, as a breastfeeding advocate, I could say to her, work it, like increase your supply. You can do it, Ellie. Come on. There's drugs. There's there's pumping regimes. 
you can get back on the, the teat. But also, like, I never had a full amount. Mm. But you anything that you can give is better than none. Yeah, mix feeding. Yeah. It's a thing. Look yeah. at her belly. Yeah. Get on the googs. Well, and she hasn't had Google for a while because she's been in prison. So get the computer out, Ellie. You can now find out lots of things. At the end of Monday, Dee visited Andrew in prison and Andrew admitted that Claudia paid money to make it unsafe for Asta to be in prison. Gosh. Which, I mean, I think we all knew that anyway, but it was it was a revelation for Dee because Dee's been starting to trust, has started to trust um, Andrea somewhat. But she has, but she she's pulled away. But who does she see? Oh, mate, Nanny Alice. Mm-hmm. So Heather's just sort of mystically walking around the prison and... I thought that was a f- breath of fresh air. That was a great surprise to me because I thought, oh, there's no way we're getting Carrie Armstrong back again. No. I Look, I I think when we met her at the Logies, I thought we were never going to see her yeah, on Neighbours yeah, again. Yeah, I thought she'd like nipped off to Pearl Bay and yep. yeah, retired up there. But no, she came back down to Erinsborough to put on her, her prison tracksuit. Track now, she's out of the psych ward, we find out throughout the week. Um, Carl goes to see her. We'll, we'll touch on that later. But So she's basically, as she mentioned, she's very therapied up. I know mm. she's calling it she's done the work, which is exactly what a therapist would tell her to say. Um, and I don't know. Do you believe her? It's, it's easy to believe her, but she was just so um, manipulative when she was around last time, wasn't she? She had everybody fooled about how sweet and nice she was and then, like, you know, in the blink of an eye, turned into, like, a real psycho. Like, you, you can't forget what she did to Sonia. So I think, I think we really – we need to discuss the whole Pierce, Naomi, Chloe, Paul to rage situation. Yeah. Do we? <laughs> oh, look I, look, I am bored by it. It didn't capture me as much as the whole, you know, um, Ellie thing this week. But basically the gist of it is that Naomi's got the hots for Pierce. Yeah. But she's fighting that attraction because she's actually realised she's got a lot in common with Chloe and really likes her. Yeah. So um, Naomi has already admitted to Pierce that she has some feelings for him, residual feelings from when they knew each other way back when. Yeah, so he had the horn for her. Yeah. And it's like, Naomi, what are you thinking? A billionaire had the hots for you. Like, surely that's enough. Like, a young, attractive billionaire. Yeah. It's not like it's Rupert Murdoch saying, well, how about it? And you'd go, oh, well, I guess so. I mean, let's put your skin suit back on Lizard. But, um, yeah, you Surely you could, like, feign a bit of attraction there. I mean, I certainly could. Mm. Um, but Naomi apparently was very dedicated to her Charles. I think we met Charles, but I can't really remember him. Yeah. Didn't he was like an old man as well. And he had a wife, did he? Yeah, she likes old married men. That's basically her, her thing. But at one point, April does some great acting this week. I, I really – I just enjoy her. I, I hope she doesn't die anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> because I really enjoy her. But um, so Sheila sees her um, out in the complex after it's been revealed that Naomi has a crush. Now, Sheila doesn't want Naomi going. So she's like, well, I might just settle this over. So she says, oh, um, any problems with my daughter's job now that she's into your husband? And basically Colette and April have a fantastic scene and it's really adorable. And then um, – That was Toadie. Toadie goes, oh, how are you feeling any better after the Sheila chat? Yeah. And she says, so much better. It was great. 
Um, and then Toadie says they kind of hush over it a little bit and she is surprised that Toadie was the object. She's yeah. like, oh, look, have you seen my husband? Because you can understand why she's into my husband. But you? I see. I, I look back at the Naomi Toadie thing and I was like, was it really that bad? I thought he and Sonia were going through a bad patch anyway. I mean, I know she's now Saint Sonia, but at the time I was like, ah, I'm kind of down with this. Uh, I agree. Um, I don't think it was that bad because Naomi was honest about it. Yeah. And I think if you address a feeling like that and it's no longer hidden, it's not really mm. a big deal. And I'm pretty sure that Sonia forgave her. Yeah. And oh, she was a forgiving type. She was. But also, I think that Naomi lived on the street for another year or something. After yeah, all this happened and like everyone was, was fine. Yeah. Like, don't rehash this just because Sonia's died, for no, goodness sake. No. Everything in your life will be going along smoothly. And then something happens out of the blue. Unfair dismissal. You attempt a homicide. Or you didn't shake hands when you agreed to co-own that second-hand car. And you have to get your affairs in order. But you never did legal studies. So now you need a good lawyer. But you can't really afford one. So you consider someone nearby you can trust. Well, someone nearby. Jared Rebecca Lawyers. No win, no charge. But if you could pay me anyway, that'd be sweet. I might have to go on the dole soon. Paul is also stirring the pot. Mm. Just because he hates Pierce. It's Paul. Yeah. And so he um he overheard um Pierce mention that he had a that he had a Daisy Nader painting. You know, I love it when they drop details like this because I'm like, Daisy Nader, I'm just going to Google that in case that's actually an artist who I've never heard of, but I'm going to like get a bit of knowledge for the pod. Yep. But the only mention of Daisy Nader on the internet was all perfect blend articles because, um, which so it was a throwback to Naomi's storyline from 2014. She had one that was a gift from her art dealing ex, Charles Tranner. Oh, and did she sell it or something to make money? Yes, she was trying to sell it to Paul. And I think that's when Charles's wife came in and said that's my painting and blah 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 oh. but Paul ended up owning two Daisy Nader paintings in the end and Pierce has got one as well and he's like oh so where did you get this painting from and he's like oh from my my friend and art dealer um Charles Tranner and so Paul's like the, the, the cogs were turning in his head yeah. and um yeah did a bit more research and worked out that Naomi and Pierce knew each other way back then and they and Pierce totally had the horn for her. I love how much Paul can figure out from just like that. Yeah. From one little name name throw, which Pierce strikes me as somebody who would drop names constantly. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've bought all of these names and mm. I will throw them mm. in the crowd of people. So I guess I mean I don't really see the reason for Paul wanting to toy with the relationship with Chloe and Pierce, but he just doesn't like Pierce, right? No, but Tarage worked it out this week. Why he's so <laughs> resentful of Pierce? It's because Pierce offered for to give Harlow driving lessons. Right. Yeah. I mean, we are normally on the side of Paul lately, you and I, but that's, I mean... I mean, look, he's proven this week he's the only person on the street who can use Google and like do a bit of investigative work. That's true. Which, you know, does appeal to me. That's like, oh, for God's sake, that is like very, very petty. Mm. And just, I don't know, buy your goddamn granddaughter a brand new Corolla or a mm. Golf. 
car, yeah, a golf. You remember that ad where they had the door closing golf, a solid car? That's yeah, what she needs. Yeah. That rear park assist. Yeah. Oh, that's what she doesn't need a, like a bloody old Capri with a leaky roof and, you know, questionable mechanics. No, let Roxy take that car. That well, is a Roxy car and a she half. She is expendable. Yeah, yeah. But give your granddaughter a car with crumple zones. Yeah. And bring up the RACV and get her some lessons from <laughs> some third party that doesn't matter to anyone. He can afford to pay for twice weekly lessons for like three years, can't yeah. he? Yeah, he can. So I do think that Harlow is shoving it a bit in Paul's face. So she has coffee right before this scene. Um, She's having coffee with Hendrix and Piers and just sort of really talking about personal stuff that you don't really talk to your boyfriend's dad about. And so I I don't know. I think she's being a bit like Paul – obviously she doesn't want to be controlled by Paul but you don't – I don't know. She doesn't really have to throw this in his face I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so look, we're all kind of dancing around the big ceramic pig this week. Mm. And well, no everyone pig. wants to dance around it, don't they? Yeah. So what happened? So Ned, I mean, look, can we get a round of applause? Ned's got a gig. Ned's got a gig because Naomi awkwardly busts into a meeting and says, I've come up with a new idea. It's boobs. Yeah. I must say, as a marketing and fundraising manager, I'm very happy that she came up with this idea. I think it's excellent. Um, Not only do I think it's a great idea and one that isn't – like I've not seen this particular thing done to raise money for breast cancer before, but she hit her boss right in the emotions because Teresa's had breast cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knew that. I'm sure she knew that. Now, she knew that because remember she was – Help. She was with Paul when Dr. Dick was around. Yes, and Dr. Dick. Oh, hang on. Maybe, how does she know that? Maybe because, yeah, hang on. No, Teresa's breast cancer was after that point. Hmm. Anyway, she knows that. Yeah, because they got Nick out of prison yeah. to treat her, didn't they? Oh, I can't remember. But look, there's, there is some fuzzy maths this week. And also earlier, we didn't mention this, um, Dee was talking to Toadie and said, oh, you know, I, I, even, I, I liked your hair back when it was a mullet. Ooh. And... When Toadie and Dee met, he'd cut the mullet off. So, really, yes, right. So that's a bit of shonky. I mean, not, she probably saw photos of him, but still, no. Yeah. So he didn't. Um, he didn't have that mullet when they got married. See, I don't even remember. All I remember is her hair coming out of the car. But nev- I never think about his because there could have been a mullet coming out of the yeah, other like side. Yeah, this flowing beaver tail out the yeah. side, the other side of the car. <laughs> um. So basically, she comes up. Classic Naomi, she's thinking on her feet. Not only does she think well, comes up with a great idea, but she gets Ned a job from it. Not that she knows about Ned yeah. at this point, but she's spreading the income out. Oh, she she and Chloe had a big brainstorming sesh in mm. the pub as well. And like it was it was actually fairly yeah, it's a look, it was a pretty terrible brainstorming sesh. Because Naomi's sitting there and she's going, Here a boob, there a boob, everywhere a boob boob, and they're all like cackling away and um yeah, Chloe suggests cupcakes with a red smarty in the middle in oh. all different sizes. I'm sorry, Chloe is never that basic. Like yeah. that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. That's like what everyone would say. That's what I would say. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, I would expect more from Chloe. But, yeah, so what's the art project that they come up with? So Therese, always the one for nepotism, she hears about this. You know, she walks in on the uh, the, the brainstorm, I think, and she yeah, says, the, I know the an the artist. Boob storm. Yeah, the boob storm. 
And she says, I know an artist. You've got to hire my sort of stepson, I think she calls him that, um, to do the art installation. They get Ned in and so basically it's a paper mache. A plastic plaster cast. Plaster cast. Of your boobs. Your boobs. And then they're going to auction off these casts, which I think they're quite optimistic about a, a buyer's market. For people's casts of like random strangers' boobs, I saw that and went. Oh, no one's going to buy that. No, no, not at all. No, no. it's but not maybe even, maybe if they'd had celebrities. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. But even then, it's it's kind of like sportsmen's nights where they're selling like just tat of like old team posters framed up, and oh yeah, I can take that, and then you bring it home, and your wife's like, get put that in the garage. No one ever wants to see that. Like maybe get a artist who has been through breast cancer maybe they could be the person doing the plaster casts instead of some ex-tattooing mural guy yeah who um yeah touching like women's breasts in the street like Mm. i don't think he's appropriate yeah like dippy isn't gonna bear her bountiful bosom no to him no also i'd love it if there was some women involved in it that had I know Trace has had breast cancer, but it doesn't appear that she's had a mastectomy. Mm. But wouldn't it be nice if there was some, you know, uh, some differences? Yeah, diversity. Yeah, diversity. But I mean, we are talking about a bunch of women who are all quite bountiful, aren't yes. we? Yeah, I just don't get it. This is like doing one of those plaster casts of your belly when you're pregnant. Oh yeah. It's like okay, well, it might seem like a good idea at the time, but what the hell are you going to do with it? Yeah. Well, Naomi suggests when she's getting hers made later in the week that she might put it above her bed so that people have got a preview of what they might see soon. <laughs> you may as well see what you're working with. Oh, uh, I will need to do that, but probably not right now. No, 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 it's fine. Just have a little really nice... Oh, no, I'm going to get bread oh, no. No, no, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening, he's doing the dirty on my daughter. Okay, so two things from that. One, we got to find out Naomi's full name. Yes. And which we had to get um, Colette to confirm on Twitter. It is Naomi Bernadette Veronica Canning. Right. It's quite a mouthful. Yeah. I'm glad Naomi's her first name. I yeah. like that the most I mean, it's still all. biblical, but it's biblical light, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I don't know. She's we gone full Catholic with the Bernadette and Veronica, though. Yeah. But I just love Naomi from like an 80s point of view. I, I You know, it was like Naomi is like the cool girl. Well, that, my cousin. I've got a cousin, Naomi. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but the second thing is he's doing the dirty on my daughter. Yeah, well, Shane's not happy because obviously Ned – Shane's not happy with Ned anyway. I can't blame him. No. And now Ned's just doing art installations. It does sound like the oldest trick in the book, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. doing art installations with all of the ladies yeah, on the street. Let, let you know? me show you my etchings. Um, so then he marches across the street to tell um, Yashvi – V. Hey, there's no way to break this to you easily. Your boyfriend is a dog. What's saying? I just caught him with Naomi with her top off. I mean, look, it's a, it's a ceramic pig storyline that's a plaster cast boob storyline <laughs> that is leading us into great scenes where we've got Shane, after all this happens, Shane has to come and apologise to Ned. And Ned is doing a second casting of Naomi's. No, no, this was the first casting. He, he was just trying to get – she was trying to give him a sneak peek. Oh, okay. All right. Just yeah. so he can scope it out. So Shane has to apologise and Dippy's there as well and 
they don't they they don't want to approach Naomi because they're worried that they're going to see stuff. But she's wearing more clothes than she normally would in this scene. Like the plaster cast comes up to her, um, basically her collarbones, and I don't know why Shane is so afraid of a woman's neck. It's his it's his country manners, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you don't often come across a woman wearing a plaster cast, do you, I guess? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But uh, look, this whole storyline, what it's giving us is a sneak preview of a relationship with Naomi and Chloe forming. Yes. Yeah. That's sort of where we're going. But look, I think she's certainly got more um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Not charisma. What's it? There's, there's certainly – she seems to have a lot more in common with Naomi than, say, she ever did with Ellie. Chemistry. Yeah, she's got chemistry, definitely. Yeah, she has chemistry with Chloe. Um, but really, to be honest, both of those women could have chemistry with anyone. They're both yeah. excellent at that. Mm. Um, but And Chloe actually um, tells her about her Huntington's. Um, diagnosis this week as well. She does and they bond about it. She really cares. Naomi's just somebody who empathises and and gets along with people. Look, I'm loving their friendship and I can't wait to see where it goes. Shall we do Citizen or Citizen? Yep. Now, I've got a voice memo from Vaya. Hello, it's Vaya. Citizen of the week to Paul for being biphobic to Chloe. That's all. I'm going to give my citizen of the week to Heather Schilling. Oh. Great to have you back. Um, as she said, says herself, I'm free to mingle with the hoi polloi. I just feel um, that Kerry's been, um, you know, absorbing a lot of Madeline West's energy and like fully embracing her Bogue side again. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just really fun to have her back. I was delighted to see her. Um, I'm going to give citizen to Ned. Um, Ned's never done a fine arts degree, but apparently he'll put his hand up for anything that's possibly art related. I can. He probably had to Google where do I buy plaster. Yeah. What? How do? What? What do I use? What do I put with it? Do I use concrete? Yeah. (laughs) Oh god. I'm glad he googled because it could have ended up quite badly for all those ladies. Um, look, maybe it will. Imagine we could have scenes next year, next week of when he takes the plaster cast off with half their skin. But look. I'm happy he's got his first gig because otherwise he was just running that Instagram profile. So I'm happy about it. So we will be back next week. Kate, where can people find you? I'm at Remude on Twitter. And I am at CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. Vaya is at Vaya's on Instagram. We are at the Neighbours Council. Vaya's at Vaya Pashos on Twitter and Vaya's on Instagram. Don't forget to contact us on Neighbours Pod on Twitter as well. And remember that Vaya is tweeting at Australia Pace on Vaya Pashos and is spoiler free on Neighbours Pod on Twitter. Lovely. And um, as we mentioned at the start, if anyone wants to send through a voice memo on neighbourspod at gmail or just contact us on the Neighbours Council, um, we'd love to hear some of your thoughts and share them on the pod while we're doing a little bit of this pod mix-up situation. Um, Lovely having you and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.